0: Hello, beautiful listeners. My name is Beatriz, your companion in this fascinating journey of entrepreneurship, a passionate business coach, and the proud host of this podcast. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at ViaBossCoaching and explore my services at ViaBossCoaching.com. Now, let's dive into today's truly amazing guest. Today, we have a truly inspirational guest joining our conversation, known as Traveler Charlie. They are a non-binary Latinx money coach who has been shaping the finance dreams of the BIPOC and LGBTQ community. Charlie has gallantly, and I say gallantly because, of course, they are a millionaire unicorn who ditched the 9-to-5 grind and embarked on an entrepreneurial journey Running their money coaching business from various corners of the world, from Asia to Puerto Vallarta to L.A., Charlie has turned their personal finance wisdom into a passage of financial freedom for others. Their mission, empower their clients to twerk their way into early retirement and understand that beyond survival, there is a financial realm where they can truly thrive. Let's hear more about Charlie's journey, one that is paved with courage, determination, and a beautiful vision to transform the financial futures of their community. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Be A Boss Coaching Podcast, a leading podcast where we redefine entrepreneurship through the entrepreneurship journeys of women of color, BIPOC, and queer entrepreneurs. I'm Beatriz Rivera, and as a social worker turned entrepreneur coach and podcast host, I share my own journey and story. I decided to start my own coaching business during the pandemic when I was helping my dad, a veteran business owner, to keep his 23-year-old business open. Since then, I've thrown myself into courses, coaching, podcasts, and books. However, I've learned that entrepreneurship is a journey and we can all learn from each other's stories, mistakes, successes and redefining the boundaries of what entrepreneurship can be. Subscribe to get new episodes every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm so excited. You look so cozy,
1: Charlie. Where Are, are oh, you thanks. like in your bed? <laughs> yeah, I'm in my bed because I'm out here at Puerto Vallarta and the construction workers randomly show up sometimes and they'd be drilling and, and doing all the things. We got the iguanas falling from the trees when I'm in the dining room. So it's like, I need to be in a quiet space right now. So I'm chilling.
0: Uh, first of all, I know that you were in LA, right? Like you were in LA. And I'm like... Did he leave and then not, are you done with LA? What is going on? I didn't realize yeah, that you much. had gone, you had left. And I was like, wait a minute, did Charlie leave? And I I was so confused and I'm like, oh no, I didn't get to go and take him out. I felt like the worst friend because... Yeah, I was like, oh, my goodness, I wanted to make up your birthday and everything. And then time just passed us by. And then all of a sudden you were not in L.A. anymore. So when, <laughs> uh, anyway, when when did you
1: leave L.A.? <laughs> I feel like your mind is blown already.
0: It is. I'm like, what is happening? What did you, when did you leave? How did you, like, I felt, I felt blindsided. I was like, Charlie, you left
1: yeah so 2023 was a very intense year full of travel and moving because i spent this first five months in asia for the first time running my business from thailand vietnam cambodia then i adopted a stray cat that i found in thailand and then i moved to la in may to just feel it out and, and see everything and yeah yeah and then we went out dancing that day so from May until November, when the sun was getting below 65 degrees, I was like, oh, hell no, I can't do this shit. So Mm. I left for Puerto Vallarta, where it's sunny and hot. So I've been here since then.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I I sort of just jumped in there, but let's rewind a little bit. Charlie, (laughs) can you just introduce yourself? Tell me about your business and then, you, what your business does.
1: Yeah, so hi, everybody. I'm Traveler Charlie. My pronouns are they, he, and I'm a non-binary Latinx money coach helping my LGBT BIPOC clients twerk their way to early retirement. And I'm a speaker and the host of the Unicorn Millionaire podcast. So I actually used to work as a stockbroker up until 2020 when COVID hit, and then I quit that job to get a remote full-time MBA Full ride. And I did that while I was in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, because there was no reason for me to stay in the States when I was getting a remote degree. And at that time, I started my money coaching business with my finance experience that I'd gained. And I've been running my own money coaching business for almost four years now. So I've been running it all over the world from, like I said, Thailand to Mexico, to LA to DC, all over. So it's a lot of fun. And I love helping my clients invest and also build businesses.
0: Yeah. Incredible. I feel like you are a millionaire, unicorn, unicorn millionaire, because it's rare to see you. (laughs) It's really rare. rare. You are very rare. You're very unique. And if I catch you, it's like a very rare, unique moment for me. Um, I caught you. We did go dancing one time and that was super awesome. We went dancing to this concert out here in L.A., that was for free, and that was cool. I, I didn't even know that there was, like, you know, those during the summer, those free concerts in Grand Park. Mm-hmm. And so that was really... I, I saw you. and That was the second time I had seen you. So <laughs> rare, rare. So... <laughs>
1: yeah the first time I was just dropping by on like a two-week thing we went out to lunch and then then, yeah yeah, next year let's go dancing hey I'm here so that's the vibe catch me while I'm here (laughs) y'all
0: yeah it's a rare sighting you have to catch Charlie it's like a shooting star you're you pass by
1: (laughs) yeah I love that yeah much visuals I'm like oh yeah I'm a glittery rainbow shining star
0: Yes, that that is what you are. And that's the vibe that I'm getting. And I love this whole uh, concept around the business that you've started around money coaching. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you help people twerk their way into their finance and financial freedom?
1: Yeah, I'm just here to make money more fun, y'all, because a lot of us are immigrants, first gen, and we are scared of money but how can we expect to build wealth or build generational wealth, which means you being rich enough to have excess of money so you can help other people after you die? How can we expect to do that if we're scared to talk about money? So mm-hmm. I love bringing joy to investing because at the end of the day, I really am a life coach who helps people live their best lives. And the avenue I've been assigned with from the universe is just to do that through the avenue of money so I help my clients just have more fun and not feel guilty about wanting to build wealth because we deserve more than to just survive I hear people saying I'm just trying to survive I want to learn about money and it's like no we can deserve to thrive and have fun it doesn't always have to just be about fucking survival because I'm over it a lot of us know what survival was but we don't have to just settle for that anymore so that's what I'm all about yeah. And yes, I, I love probably. twerking when my clients have wins, like I'll ask them every day, what are you celebrating? And I'll twerk for them on the zoo. So that's how I'm literally and figuratively helping them twerk their way. <laughs>
0: that's incredible. I know you love twerking. We went out twerking uh, while you were here. So it's in your life and the fact that it aligns with your business vision. Uh, it's something that it's, it's really I think as entrepreneurs, we we get so caught up in in the professionalism of, like, business, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. we have to show up a specific way. We have to show up as these suits and, like, people that are put together and we can be put together and be twerking at the same time. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I love how your business feels so much fun and you bring that into how you do it with your clients and into such an uncomfortable topics so like money. Mm-hmm. And so thank you for that. Okay, so I I want to talk a little bit about just if there's any challenges that you can think of in the beginning of your entrepreneurship journey you're four years in but if you can go back to four years ago and if you can recall any particular challenges that you were experiencing as you were starting your journey as a new entrepreneur and business owner and how did you overcome
1: that? So I remember I first started my business when I just used Instagram. I posted a story and I said, I'm thinking about doing one hour coaching sessions on specifically credit card points. And it really started my business from there. Just an idea. I thought, let me see what happens if I do this. And I immediately got people to book sessions with me. But I noticed as I was getting, at first it was like close friends and then it was friends of friends and cousins. And I noticed that one of the biggest challenges at first was just scheduling because it was hella annoying. People would be like, yeah, I want to work with you. And then you do the back and forth game of, okay, what time works for you? What time zone are you in? I'm in Mexico, but they don't really do daylight savings, at least not where mm-hmm. I was. So it was just a lot of energy wasted trying to simply schedule a call that took away from my energy and made it a poor client experience as well. So one of the first tools I remember paying money for and investing in was Calendly.com and not the free version, the paid version. Because with the free Mm -hmm. version, I think you get one event at the time, but you couldn't charge for it. So I invested, it was like 120 bucks a year. Now it's 144, which is well worth it. I would not have made 170K since starting my business if I didn't invest in Calendly.
0: Yeah, And
1: that's why I always like to bring it to big picture. If I didn't pay for this, I wouldn't have the big picture money. And that helps me a lot. So That system, that tool was an easy solution to that problem to conserve my energy, improve the client experience, and get people to pay me with credit card instead of Venmoing me because getting paid through Venmo is ghetto. We all started off that way, but (laughs) to be professional, stop getting payments through your personal Venmo. Business Venmo might be good, but yeah, yeah, stop getting paid through Venmo, y'all. That's what I'm telling my past self. Yeah,
0: I know. And I know that that's one of the first things that we think about is how are we going to get paid as new business owners? I used to send my clients a PayPal invoice and didn't realize that they would take, I think, like 5% or 10% or something. I forgot what they would take. And I'm like, oh, man. Okay, I guess. But... (laughs) It was it, it, definitely finding the tools to, to help you run your business smoothly. So I appreciate that. Have you ever encountered imposter syndrome? I know you've talked about it in in lives and in other avenues and areas of your business. How have you been able to manage that? And has it changed the way you manage it as your business grows and continues to scale?
1: Yeah. So the way I like to think about imposter syndrome is I remember Rachel Luna, she's a a coach who I met in person last year. She said that real imposters don't have imposter syndrome. So Mm. that thought really helps me a lot. Mm. If you're wondering, if you're doubting yourself, that's a good sign because it means you care and because you actually want to do A good job. So whenever the imposter syndrome comes through, that's just a reminder for me that I'm in the right path. But a lot of entrepreneurship is doing things for the first time, which as a queer person, I'm like the first person that I know of in my family to come out as queer, to come out as trans. So I'm used to being the first to do so much. A lot of us are immigrants and we're used to being the first in a country or dealing like I did with being undocumented and not feeling like I belong. And and when you're queer and trans, you don't feel like you belong in, in businesses or in entire governments. And there's a constant state of rejection. So I don't want people to feel like, oh, you shouldn't feel imposter syndrome. It's literally if you're a non cis white, able-bodied man, you're going to be told by society that you're not good enough at some point. So for me, it's just a constant process of unlearning that and just stepping into my authenticity and not doubting myself. Cause everything I do is for my five-year-old self and I'm all of adulting yeah. to me. is just getting back to my five-year-old me who knew exactly who the fuck they were. He used to color and draw and loved animals and thought they wanted to study in the jungle and research dolphins in the Bahamas and then listen to what society wanted me to do. And now I'm like, nah, what would five-year-old me want? And now how mm-hmm. can I access that now that I have money? Cause money is power and money does buy happiness and possibilities and security so that's the vibe for me right now
0: (laughs) yeah I love it I love it and the whole version of what would my five-year-old do and I love that just because I I'm in this era where I'm also thinking about what does it look like for me to reclaim my childhood and what does that look like for me to reclaim that and then also align that with how I want to continue to be an entrepreneur. Because I feel like entrepreneurship sometimes, like what we think entrepreneurship is or like what we think entrepreneurship values does not align with who we are as people. And then we lose ourselves along the way. And then getting back to who we are is that childhood, that child that, at least for me, like I, that speaks a lot for me just because six-year-old me and before was like my non-trauma child (laughs) yeah Yeah. and so and so that that spoke to me in a way where I'm like yeah that hit hit it you hit it on the nail for me Yeah, I think a lot of us
1: were parentified hella early, especially if you're like the first daughter, you're basically the second mom of the family. And a lot of us were parentified early. So I try going way back to when I was like five, when I was still allowed to just play before I became super parentified. Mm -hmm. But yeah, a lot of us have to go way, way back. So that's why I mentioned five-year-old me specifically and not like 10-year-old me because I'm like, oh, when I was 10, I was basically like an adult inside. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Like you're already trying to figure out if you're still like, why is everybody else so behind me (laughs) in terms of the way that I think or what I know? And yeah, spot on. Okay, so you have so much energy. I feel like your energy is contagious and Mm -hmm. you're able to bring that into your business. And I'm wondering, has that always been that way for you? Have you you always been someone that is super energetic, like you are always full of energy and and that has helped you in your journey as an entrepreneur?
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like I always had an untapped energy. I was always a creative kid. I would draw a lot, but I noticed that uh, when you're assigned female at birth when you're raised as a woman your parents want you to be like, mejor callada que, like que cualquier cosa. you need to be quiet yeah. be quiet don't say that don't speak up Eso no se dice. No contestes. like basically shut the fuck up that's how yeah. i was raised to just be quiet so that you're better silent and i realized that that's that's no way to live life. So I've always been an athletic person because my parents made me, like, go play sports because I was homeschooled from, like, age 7 to 11. So to get out of the house once a day, they'd send me to, like, tennis camp and volleyball practice. And I was raised in rural eastern Washington. There's was, like, nothing to do except math or sports. So, of <laughs> course, my parents had me doing yeah. all the sports. Yeah. 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 So I was always, always... But the way that I moved my body in terms of exercise was more of so you don't get fat. I grew up with a scale in our dining room. That's how ingrained it was for us to not be fat and to look good and all appearances and all about physical health instead of mental health. And now I've totally switched that. But it took my knees going out completely where I could barely walk for no reason, really. But I think it was spiritual. Like The universe is like, now you're going to learn the lesson of how to be compassionate with your body. Because you can't run yourself to the ground anymore. Mm. And this happened two years ago. Because I used to work out a lot. I used to run barefoot on the beach in Playa del Carmen. That that one day I could barely get out of bed. And it freaked me the fuck out. But then ever since then, I've had to totally channel my energy and see movement as a form of expression. And just getting out the bad energy and channeling it into healthy expression instead of seeing movement and exercise as a way to stay skinny and lose weight because fuck all that shit right exactly yeah and and channeling my throat chakra and energetically just talking more starting a business helped me do that because I'm an introvert I'm a good listener people interrupt me and I let them because I think it's fucking rude to interrupt people and then I realize people like talking over me because they think I'm like the quiet one and it's not I'm just not trying to be rude and interrupt you But starting a podcast was a great way for me to finally realize how much I had to say and to speak uninterrupted when I am doing my solo episodes. So I think, yeah, energy to me is my concept of energy has totally changed. Like, why are you doing this? Where is your energy being channeled to? But it is a finite source. I have to regulate my nervous system a lot when I am stressed. I go for walks every day. Movement is really important, not in terms of weight loss, but just to Get that energy out in a healthy yeah. way.
0: Mm, yeah, I I did not. Did you tell me that you were an introvert? I
1: I feel like I and, I'm like not... an ambivert, It depends. who I'm with. If I like yeah. you, like I'm hell extroverted, but I yeah. need to recharge at the end of the day. I don't mind being alone. But I'm not like a homebody that can be home for five days straight. I don't really have that much social anxiety, but it does drain me to be around people. Like I wear noise cancelling headphones to the grocery store because I'm easily overstimulated. Yeah, yeah. oh,
0: Yeah, I I definitely am somebody that can be home. (laughs) Three, four days.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, come to this thing. I know. Come <laughs> to my
0: birthday. <laughs> exactly. And I, that's why I, I appreciate the people that are like, I, can you please come and hang out with me? And I'll be like, yes, I have been home for four days. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me and letting me know that I can go out and enjoy the, the air and yeah. be with friends. I think, honestly, sometimes when it comes to my business, I feel as if my energy is constantly running out like really quickly and I have to to get it back up and then it runs out really quickly. And I think because when I as I'm thinking about my energy, I'm thinking about it in this like capsule, like it runs out, it, it like refills and and. It runs out super quickly for me that when it is full, I feel like I I only have enough time to spend it on business before it runs out again, because then I feel bad. And so I love having people like you remind me, no, there's actually, (laughs) you can actually still go out and have a way to recharge and get energy And still have fun, and come back, and it's still an investment in yourself as well. Um, Because I think for me, like that's that's my thought. Sometimes I feel I feel bad, like I'm like, oh, I, I can't go out. Like I can't. I could if I waste energy. Like I'm not gonna have energy tomorrow to work on this email or to work on this podcast or whatever it is. So, how important would you say it is to have community or like, I guess the the deeper question is like, what has really helped you in your journey as you continue to grow in your business and continue to grow the skills as an entrepreneur?
1: Well, since you mentioned community, I'll say community. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For me, that's huge because when you're an entrepreneur. You basically go from being at the nine to five where your boss is like the dom who's telling you what to do and is dominating you and making all the choices. And you just have to do follow directions and get that paycheck that's not stable, by the way, because they can fire you any moment. So I always like to remind people that a nine to five paycheck is not stable, especially since layoffs went up 98 percent in 2023. Another reason to start a business but when you become a business owner, you're the one calling all of the shots. You're the mm-hmm. one that decides when to work and when to take a break and stop working mm-hmm. and who to hire and who not to hire. So it can be really isolating. And I would not have made 170 k in revenue since starting my business if I had not invested tens of thousands of dollars in business coaching. For me, mm-hmm. if you want to make money, you got to invest money, got to spend money and just stop waiting for the right time or doing it all yourself and researching things like that. So I think that was a big shift for me. So investing in coaching, which will automatically give you community, even if you're just hiring a one-on-one coach, they can tell you about anybody else to follow or if you're in a mastermind like mine, I'm in Kat Del Carmen's mastermind, which mm-hmm. I think you hired yeah. her to.
0: It's been great meeting
1: a community yeah, of of other entrepreneurs like me because if not, it can be super isolating when people in the 3D, when your friends and family don't understand why the fuck you're showing up on Instagram Live and selling stuff and they don't understand that you can make money selling things to strangers online and being fulfilled from that work. And Mm -hmm. so I think people need to stop waiting for their friends and family to understand and support them because they're not because they don't understand what you're doing. And it's up to you to find people intentionally online who are passionate about the long-term vision that you have because no one goes into entrepreneurship for the money. They go mm-hmm. into it for the fulfillment. If you want to mm-hmm. do this for the money, stay at your nine-to-fives because if you make money, you're going to have to pay taxes, invest money. Like last year, I made $61,000 and I've only paid myself twenty-four k. And a fourth mm-hmm. of that went directly into my retirement account. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing it for the time freedom and the ability to travel and, and the impact it has for my community. But it's a vessel for me to grow just as a human. Mm-hmm. And we're not meant to do anything alone. Yeah. And so that's why I really believe in finding other like-minded people like us. Even if that mm-hmm. means having to find them online. Because mm-hmm. we are unicorns out here, all of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm I'm so glad that you said fulfillment because that word came up for me yesterday, and uh, it's a word that I had to think about for my business now. Like I, I do get to be fulfilled by what I do, so even if it's not the same salary that I was getting at my nine to five, I have the privilege to be doing something that I love to do um, and and creating that impact that I want to create. So thank you for for bringing that word up and and for reaffirming that for me, truly. As you were talking about investments and really taking that investment and investing in yourself as a, in your business, have you ever... Had any, any particular investment where you learned from or a lesson that you really took away from?
1: Yeah, for me, the one I'm thinking is hiring a VA. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been running my business pretty much myself for four years as a solopreneur. I'll hire people to help as contractors on my website, but I remember just. To, A year and a half or so into starting my business, I was like, well, let me just grow my business and hire because that's what CEOs do. That's what business owners do, right? They hire people. But I regret doing that because I didn't have the systems in place in order to have this virtual assistant get onboarded. I didn't have the Mm -hmm. procedures, standards of procedure SOPs that you should have when you bring somebody on board, which is basically... If you want to write an email, this is how you log in. This is a template to do. You literally have to spell out everything you do. If you post on Instagram twice a week, I want you to post about this. You have to spell everything out for that person because they're not going to read your mind, especially if they haven't been following you. And I had hired somebody through an agency who hadn't been following me, who didn't understand my Latinx culture, really. And so that showed me that I need to hire somebody who at least follows me and is on par with my mission and is down with with. Things Like astrology, like as a queer Mm -hmm. person, I feel like a lot of queers, we love asking each other, each other's signs, but that's (laughs) just like a culturally intimate way for me to vibe with my audience. So why would I hire somebody who like doesn't speak Spanish or doesn't understand all the nuances of being a queer Latinx person? So I ended up just not hiring that person. But it was like thousands of dollars. But I learned my lesson real quick. And the thing about me as an investor is I'll make decisions and always know I can pivot and look back or cancel my decisions. Nothing is permanent as like a world traveler who's traveled to 34 countries on my own dime and I've never made more than 45K at the night of five. I'll do something until it's not working anymore. And so that's a quality that I'm really glad that I have that. I learned my lesson and then I pulled back because I was like, this is not worth the investment. I'm not making enough to pay myself more than 24K. So how can I pressure myself to subsidize somebody else's income when I can be growing my business in other ways, getting good at my marketing, closing my sales calls, bringing in my income first before even thinking about being the source of somebody else's living. So Mm -hmm. that was a decision that I made and I still haven't hired a full-time VA because I'm still just working on bringing in that cash flow and marketing and closing sales calls four years into starting my business.
0: I like that you mentioned that there's this notion of what we're supposed to do as business owner, right? We're supposed to do X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z at this particular stage of our business. and, And sometimes there's that pressure of having to reach a A milestone or maybe having to do a particular thing that requires an investment but but maybe it's you're making the decision from a point of pressure and not so much a point of really thinking through your values and does that investment align with where you are and your values as a person and your business
1: Yeah. And I think too many of us pressure ourselves and we see what other people are doing because there's so few of us that we only have a few frames of reference. So we're like, well, this person made $200,000 or this person has a whole team and they've only been having a business for a year. But what you might not know is that they have a rich husband working in tech subsidizing their living costs so that they can Mm -hmm. afford to do all these things. And they're actually not paying themselves because Mm -hmm their husbands are offsetting their salaries and this is something that I hadn't really thought about until this year where I was like yeah I'm a single income earner there's a reason why I have to take my business more slowly because I don't have family support I can't just move in with my periods when money is tight I don't have that option so I really have to take care of myself and my retirement because if I don't fund my retirement I'm gonna work forever and that's not the vibe not trying to work forever so that that reality check of not assuming my context is the same as anybody else's has really helped me slow down because to me four years feels like a fucking long time but in the grand scheme of things like I'm still a new business owner and I'm really proud of what I've accomplished with what little I've been given and it's not to be like oh these people have it better it just has helped me with that reality check in terms of me being more compassionate with myself.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I like that you said the context and not really knowing other people's context all you really know is your own and the community also that when you mention community it's like also being able to understand your entrepreneurship journey within a community as well where that is also pro- probably facing the the same questions and the same challenges and you get to I guess, be a soundboard for one another when it comes to particular decisions or investments. Okay, so I want to go into the skills that you have built as an entrepreneur. What skills do you believe you need to nurture and grow as an entrepreneur
1: and business owner? knowing how to regulate your nervous system is numero uno, like basically in fancy, that's fancy terms, but I want to just think of it as how to calm yourself the fuck down because mm-hmm. entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. Every day you can feel fulfilled and thrilled and excited and then you can feel like your soul is getting crushed and like, why the <laughs> fuck am I doing this Yeah, year four. <laughs> like, why mm-hmm. don't I just go back and get a job? Like all the mm-hmm. self-doubt, it's just such a range of emotions, but knowing that that's a normal part of it is really helpful, but it doesn't have to be so intense. And I just think the awareness of like, when I feel stressed, I'm going to take deep breaths, I'm going to go for a walk and having an action plan is really important. Because like I keep saying, we're not in survival mode anymore. We grew up without these tools and our parents didn't have the tools because we didn't have therapy TikTok telling us like top 10 ways to calm your nervous system down (laughs) when you're triggered. But now we do. So Mm -hmm. yeah, (laughs) it's all about calming yourself down and focusing on your body and staying present and instead of less on the fancy logo or the strategy mm-hmm. I think that is my biggest advice which is what I'm working on like I have the strategy down I show up I have my podcast I've made lots of money in sales but my number one priority is always how can I create safety for myself and calm myself down and be joyful because your energy does affect your business
0: Mhm. Yeah. And also it it's regulating the emotions because yes, like you said there'd be ups and downs. I I think for me that the biggest thing that has helped me in that area where it comes to regulating my emotions is really regulating that has helped me in making decisions that are big decisions because sometimes yeah. we make decisions from a very emotional heightened place. And and that's okay. I mean, I think that even if that does happen, you'll always learn something. You'll always have some sort of like lesson, right? Like you still (laughs) learn from whatever you came of it. But really, I think as you begin to start understanding how you react and how you respond to the different things that happen in your business, whether this client said no, or this customer had a complaint, or this investment was it was a lot of investing that I did there and didn't see an ROI there's always I think you'll always have a lesson in whatever decisions that you make but that that has been <laughs> the number one thing that I have experienced as a as I'm learning how to regulate my emotional responses and how they impact the operations of, and how I operate for my business. So yeah, that's really good. Thank you so much for that. Okay, so I want to wrap up with this question: What are some particular experiences uh, as a as a queer trans person entrepreneur? What are some experiences that you have? Experience as a as a business owner that you feel other also, uh, bi queer LGBTQ folks experience in their journey. What are some things that you've seen or that you've experienced yourself?
1: Well, I like to to remember my why I started this in. I look back on how transphobic some of my nine to five jobs were. I felt like I was in a very much explaining energy and being the only one in the room who represented an entire people and just constantly dealing with microaggressions, Like people telling me I didn't sound like a Charlie over the phone or ask me why I was wearing a tie or getting stared at when I'd use the bathroom. Cause there were no single stall bathrooms in my workplace. That I feel like a lot of us can resonate with. So when you're having a bad day in business, think about like how, Why did you start your business so that you don't have to deal with all these isms and all of these phobias to serve as fuel for you? Because we're all just leaving each other home and giving each other the possibilities and showing each other. Yeah, if you leave your job, it's going to be hard in this ways. But remember your why to stay motivated was to Mm -hmm. be yourself and attract other people like you. Like I went from transphobic workplaces to literally helping my trans clients invest tens of thousands of dollars for their early retirements I'm helping trans people retire sooner and leave their toxic workplaces which is mm-hmm. amazing and I love that I'm just talking talking about it now because I'm like yeah, yeah that is so cool
0: like- I know I mean if you, have you ever heard about any other mission like that <laughs> not I <laughs> I have not not at all and I mean yeah. that's incredible like how many you don't in any sort of corporate setting or like big global corporate whatever, that is not a mission that is out there. I mean, it it exists. It, it exists in you, right? And that's a mission that you have for your business. And that's why you need to get bigger. And you can't just be, you can be a, a, a unicorn, but one that like, like everyone can see all the time. Like a Trojan horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like, but you're still a unicorn because I like, I like
1: unicorns. Yes, and I'm riding on top of it because I'm not hiding in that shit. I know, <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, so yes, yes, with your lasso and everything, you got it. like that's something that we need. You, there are no, you are the only person that I can really see this work. Believing in this work and then doing that impact for for the communities that you serve, and I just want to thank you for that work. You're doing amazing. I'm just thank you. I'm I like I'm so sad that that you left. <laughs> 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 and but that's I know that when we've talked, you've said that's how I want to model what people can do, right? And so, and you are like you're doing it. You're traveling you're experiencing new places, you're building that business, you're getting that bag, and you're doing it for other people as well, for your trans community, LGBTQ, BIPOC, women, all okay. of it. And I just appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you and your business. You have a very powerful mission. And thank, thank you. you for coming on <laughs> and sharing your story. I feel like you need a lot more
1: You need a part two. (laughs) Yeah, always down to talk, exercise that throat chakra. We got shit to say now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. Absolutely. (laughs) And I'm working on accepting compliments. I think that's a big thing for me. When people are like, oh, you're so amazing. The self-doubt is really, but what about all the business credit card debt you have left to pay off that I'm working (laughs) on receiving and being like, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We have to celebrate ourselves we do
0: thank you so much and so when we like when this comes out uh, of course I'll let you know beforehand but we'll have to celebrate um, even though you're in Puerto Vallarta I hope you have yes. a little champagne and then you have your little twerk your twerk dance you know
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> we, <you're for>
0: it. <laughs> I'll have your I have a video of you twerking as the as the clip oh <laughs> yes <I'll guess. laughs> that, that'd be so much fun for sure yes. All right. Before we leave, before we wrap, where can people find you? How can people work with you? Where are the different channels or ways that people can connect with you?
1: So the party is popping on IG. I'm most active there at Traveler Charlie with a Y. And my website's Unicorn Millionaire. And you can listen to the Unicorn Millionaire podcast apple spotify wherever you get your podcasts and i am accepting clients for my three-month money coaching one-on-one program for folks who want to get that money right overcome limiting beliefs help you with your mindset be less scared about money and twerk your way to early retirement so that's how folks can work with me you heard
0: it here get help
1: from charlie
0: your (laughs) three-month coaching money journey can start today so go and hit up Charlie, make sure that if you're someone that has any sort of these money difficulties, money and, and money wounds. Like I know that you've talked about money trauma and the different ways that that can show up in our ways and how we invest um, this investment. It's not just an investment, it's a life changing investment. So it can be life changing. Yes. So thank you so much, Charlie. Anyone who's listening, please come to the show notes. Everything will be there in the show notes, all the links, all the, the websites. And go and follow and support Charlie.
1: Yay. Thank you. I'm going to ride off on my unicorn Trojan horse My my lasso. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> thank you for listening to the Be A Boss Coaching Podcast. Remember to come on over to thebeabosscoaching.com and book your free discovery call where you can learn more about coaching with me, what it takes to start a business, and grow the skills while growing your business at the same time. I'm excited to learn more from you. Remember to sign up to our newsletter and come back every Monday and Friday for new episodes.